Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, really good. So let's tell everybody who you are because at some point there's going to be, there's, you know, a new person born every day. So somebody may not know who you are. Who are you? This is true. Oh my gosh. The young people that would not know. Mm -hmm. um, I am Dylan Ryan and I am a adult performer. I am a therapist. I am a writer and performer of variety of kinds, um, powerlifter, human. Human. Genuinely great human, I think. But you know. All around just awesome mm -hmm. badass renaissance lady renaissance lady uh-huh yeah um so you and i know each other <clears throat> for all a de over a decade we figured out oh yeah oh, well over a decade 13 years ish yeah give or take 12 give 13 take. years mm-hmm um and Good obviously we know each other from the adult industry but then yes. we're friends outside of the industry mm -hmm. um let's see where do we start with this um We'll jump on what we have been talking about. Yeah. Let's talk about powerlifting. Powerlifting is awesome. Um, it it's about it's been about a year and change for me, so a year and a half, year and eight months that I've been doing it as a daily practice. Um, but for those who don't know powerlifting specifically, so um, it's basically in weightlifting. Um, and it's barbell lifting and it's the squat bench and deadlift. And then some people also add in like overhead movements, overhead press, etc. cetera. Uh, but it's a little bit different than like Olympic weightlifting, which is, um, like clean and jerks or the snatches. Um, I love that one. I love it. It's called snatch. I do too. Yeah, That's one great. of my favorite words. I like snatch. Yeah. Snatch and I think snatch is more offensive than cunt. Cunt seems like a loving word to me these days. I say cunt a lot and I refer to my pussy as cunt a lot. Um, I also call people cunt and then sometimes when I'm saying something shady and sort of trying to not, I'll say like there being a see you next Tuesday, which also makes me laugh. But snatch is like, I don't know, like grimier than cunt. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't cunt, know. I don't, cunt to me is polished. I, I, my wife gave me a t-shirt two years ago, I think it was, for Father's Day. And it mm -hmm. just says cunt across it. So, funny story, I just went to a spa date with two of my girlfriends, um, and we were originally going to go to the river, this is up north, and um, right now the, the fires are going on up north, and so ultimately we couldn't go out to the river to go into the water, so we're like, okay, we'll go to the spa, but because we were going to go to the river, I was just going to wade in and like shorts or going naked or whatever and we decided to go to the spa they would not let us in without bathing suits so i hadn't brought one and my friend loaned me hers but it was the one piece bathing suit we had all gotten these one piece bathing suits for my friend's bachelorette party you probably have seen them online they have like different words on right. the front with like the white letters black one piece and hers said cunt and just like big ass <laughs> bright white letters so i'm just in the spa and i'm like and you know, it's high woo in there, and there's like a gong when people are talking too loudly, and everyone's like going through the motions. I'm just in this black bathing suit that just fucking says cunt on the front. And I got like half looks, and half people being like, I love your suit, that's so great. So I have to give it up to my friend Rachel for her cunt bathing suit. It made me super happy. I love those things. And it's, the thing is, it's, it's always the reaction of the people when they see you wearing something like that yeah because it's like i can't believe you're on public like that it's like well it's it's just for starters it's a word totally that's all it is and like the reclamation of words and things like that um but it was interesting to me the sort of self-awareness i had wearing it i felt kind of self-conscious I because i was like I... in a spa environment are people gonna think that i'm like 
trying to make a point or being really aggressive with that. It's interesting how language can seem aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Semantics is really fascinating, but I think that's where emojis come in. Yeah, like it's in our in our time too. It's like because I can sit there and text something and to five different people and it can be the exact same text and all five people are going to take it differently. Oh my gosh. And yeah. if I throw just a tip, any emoji in there, it changes the whole tone of it because Completely. it's, you're not looking at someone in the face. You don't see their expressions. You don't see their yep. mannerisms. You don't hear their tone. You just see words. And if for whatever reason, you're already set off about something. Then, then you need something to soften it a yeah. little bit. Hey, what do you want for dinner? Fuck you. That's what I want for dinner. <laughs> no, I, no, We're already fighting. You suck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's, so it's kind of funny. I think that like, you know, that's, kind of where we're, we've come to is we mm-hmm. like the hieroglyphs from the, the Egypts. We've just circled back around with silly cartooning. It's boots. funny with emojis though, because I was just talking about this recently. I think emojis themselves can have, I don't know what I would say. I sort of have like a response to emojis in certain contexts. So like for instance, the one I was talking about, I hate when I write something genuine or like sweet So this happens on Instagram because I get messages from fans or like people that I don't really know or whatever. And I'll always try to, if it's not, if it's not super um, like creepy or violent or like not an okay message, I'll try to respond with something genuine like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that's really kind or whatever. Right. And I don't know why, but it just grates my nerves when you respond with something that is human and people respond with the heart. Just the single heart emoji. Heart. That's what it feels like when I get it. It's like, heart. And I want to be like, fuck you. Fuck you in your heart. I'm like, I had a moment. I was like, here are some words between humans. And you're like, heart emoji. That's why I always do. When I do that, I do the black heart. That one. But again, right? This is some interesting psychological shit. Because what is the difference? The black heart is like, I'm deeper. Or like more goth or like I have more feelings about with this where the red heart is just like red heart yeah poop you might as well send me the shit emoji but it is literally just a different colored heart and yet you are completely correct that if someone responded with a black heart I'd be like oh there's depth there because you're black heart they got me so stupid (laughs) but if it's so stupid and then you've got the different colored ones where it's like they come in really awesome they come in handy one time a year for me, the different colored ones, and yes. that's during Pride. Yes. And I just pop off all the colors. I'm like, yeah, I love I'm that. I like to respond with a purple heart because that one feels like somewhere in between red and black. Right. I basically told my girlfriend she's not allowed to respond to any of my text messages with hearts anymore because then I'm just like irrationally angry at her. I'm like, you are my girlfriend. We are in a deep ass relationship. You, you will better. never send me a heart emoji as a response to anything. You could be like, heart you, babe. <laughs> Or like the, the the face that blows the kiss. Oh my gosh, that one, that one is okay. That one I do, if it's like a casual conversation, that one I will respond. I think you have responded to some of my texts with that. That's very sweet. But again, in, in the like context of weirdness, I have a hard time sending that to people that I don't already have a relationship with because it feels kind of like romantic. It does. Or a little sexy to me. So unless I'm like, oh, you're my friend, you know what I mean. I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably ever send that back to right. a fan or a person oh, who I've yeah. never met because I'm like, that's blowing someone a kiss. Like yeah. I wouldn't really. Had, I don't just. Have, yeah, like I started drinking a lot. Blow someone a kiss. Like this, this is from this morning, and I uh, just so you can see the interchange from the wife. Yeah, you got and the just, middle finger. Yeah, 
<laughs> you, if you were like, oh, you sent the middle finger. Oh, yeah, I sent it because she thought she was funny and told me not to forget to turn the camera on. See, that's so true. Yeah. But it's good because you guys can talk to each other that way. Right. I love the middle finger. I do these hands, this one. Yeah. The like big ups hands. I send that one a lot. Um, I'm a really big fan of the peach emoji, which is just general like butt response, which is really nice. I do the crying laughing face, which I think is probably the most used emoji in the world. Right. Why do you think... Well, I have an, I, I think we both have a, uh, an idea. I want to hear your version, mm. since I don't know why we're talking about emojis. We'll do it. <laughs> why do the you organic think, conversation flow? Yeah, the eggplant became the emoji for a cock. You know, I've actually thought about this. I think that people thought it was more like interesting or irreverent than the corn emoji, because that's the only other one it's that's really so out phallic. there. And the corn is phallic. I mean, the corn could be like white wiener versus, you know, wieners of other colors. Right. Um, but I think that the eggplant is just like such a funny, weird, stupid vegetable. I mean, if you look at an eggplant, it does not look like a penis. And it's because, it is large and bulbous. It is far too big to be It looks like a penis that's like a cock ring and broken. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Looking. at the bottom. Like a corn of cob is much more likely to actually go inside something go in a hole than uh, eggplant. But I actually saw a porn where they had a corn on the cob dildo. It's amazing. With these two girls. It was from the 70s. It was a magazine <clears> that my dad had and he fucked up and left it laying around and I saw it and there was the two girls and the guy and they, were, would feel good. and they were using the corn cob fucking him in the ass while they were blowing him. That's like, in him. That would probably feel really good in the booty if it's got ridges on it. Do you know that there's a drumstick dildo now? A drumstick? It's like a, it's like a chicken drumstick. Oh, I thought you meant... Like yeah, I know, like a chicken chicken drummy dildo. Um, I can't remember if it's a butt toy or if it's just a dildo fucker, but it's this really great company. And actually, um, my girlfriend bought me another thing from that line, which is, I think you probably saw it on my Instagram, it's the cheeseburger ball gag. Yes. Yes. I actually had one of those and gave it to a model. I don't remember which model it was. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember who, because it was recently, it sat on my desk forever. And then when we were leaving the armory... And I was packing stuff up. I was like, you know what? You've been eyeballing this. Here you go. And I, yeah, I, I hope they don't want nice this. Gift. And you're like, you asshole, you didn't remember it was me? Yeah. So. Oh, uh, she forgot that it, you were the one that gave it to her? No, I'm saying if she watches this and she's going to be like, you asshole, it was me. And I'll be like, oh, I was just oh, playing. Yeah. So I, so. <laughs> like it was a meaningful moment. I remembered it. Yeah, I remembered it. I just don't remember that. You know, it's like <clears throat> there's this meme I saw and it's like kind of like this heartstring pulling thing. Mm. And it's about like things in the past and it's like it starts off with this very detailed drawing of two people mm -hmm. and all the like the windows and the clouds and the sun and the cars and the mm -hmm. color and then the next one the color is missing and it's just the outlines and the next thing mm -hmm. is the de detail by detail and eventually it comes down to where there's two people there's no faces yeah. but they're close and it says at the end of the day as long as you remember who was there with you the rest never matters or as long that's as really sweet. so it was super sweet and i saw that i was like that's really cool and i because i feel like the older i get to i'm all oh my gosh i'm sappy, sappy yeah man. me too i and i have a really crappy memory i always have had mm -hmm. um and i don't think it's probably getting any sharper as i get older i actually really i've noticed that i start to get closer to people based on their memories and what they remember. So I've surrounded myself with people who can remember details of the times we've spent together because they remind me. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot that part. And also that's, um, incidentally, like one of the things about social media that I do really like. 
I have some frustrations with it, but I really like that like on Instagram, all my memories are there. I actually found a really cool app where you can download all of your stuff and I back up all my photos. I really like looking at photos because I just can't always really remember details for things. And so that's really helpful. But it is true. I remember the connections. I remember the moments. I remember like, oh, here's sort of what was going on in my life and who I was with. But actually like where we were, what I was wearing, who we were seeing. That kind of shit will drive me crazy. Yeah. I will be like going back trying to remember what concert it was that we saw, but I remember that we were there together. I always remember those parts. I I call it a box, Mm -hmm. and it's my kind of like the the random accessible memory RAM, basically. It's like I have my RAM, and it's full of song lyrics. Oh my gosh. And lots of math equations, because I'm a big numbers guy and music person. And then there's a bunch of things that fit in here too that are just random shit, Mm -hmm. but then the wife's like, I just said this to you like two days ago and I'm like, didn't make the box. No idea. But scattered, they're all there. They're just not in the one that you, and sometimes it takes really weird shit to trigger it. And there's like, I don't remember most of, I remember things throughout my childhood. Mm -hmm. I don't remember a lot of details. I don't remember a lot of details about school. I don't remember teachers' names. I've got friends that are like, Mm -hmm. oh, you remember in second grade the teacher's name was so-and-so that day? Oh my god, my girlfriend remembers the names of pretty much every friend she ever had through school. Like people sitting in front of her in class, behind her in class, the person that was mean to her, the different... No recollection of any of that stuff. If I saw somebody, I could probably be like, oh, your face? You know when it'll be accessed? Mm. When and if you ever have a child. Because when they start going through things, I vividly remember oh. as he's now my kids in second grade. Yeah. And as he experiences things, I'm like, oh shit! And then my, this whole flood That's of so shit cool. opens. So it's basically like. There's one little thing that'll trigger, and then yep. you get a flow of memories. That well, come so that's out. actually um, there's a really interesting TED talk on memory and and brain function around memory. And one of the things they talk about is that for some reason socially we talk about memories as like a box, right? Like oh, like this is my filing cabinet. I can go back and actually access. Right. And if I can't, then my filing cabinet is broken, or I'm not actually. Like, my memories aren't sort of filed correctly, when in fact it does not work that way at all. It's usually synaptically triggered by other things. Um, It's experientially related, so things that our body remembers versus things that our senses remember. But we don't access our memories the way that we think we do. And they get stored in different parts of the brain, not just one part that either works or doesn't work. Which I found kind of helpful and also really interesting. Like, songs... I can sing songs that I have no recollection of the last time I heard them. Word for word, complete lyrics. I can correct people if the lyrics are wrong. Like, the weirdest things. Stuff that I know for sure was music that my parents maybe listened to when I was a kid mm-hmm. that I haven't listened to as an adult. And what I was maybe six or seven. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, when it comes to senses, my memories are triggered really often. So, like, smell particularly. Yeah will take me right back. And it will almost be like whatever's going on around me. So if it happened right now, this room wouldn't really be here. I would be for that moment, like in my grandmother's kitchen or out in the woods at camp or whatever it was. I would actually like transport to that time and that place, which I think is really cool. What's your most nostalgic? Like what scent takes you back like to a good positive place every time you smell it? Oh my gosh, a good scent. I think that probably the most easily and frequently triggered is, and this is a super common, I think, for a lot of people, is like um, Christmas scents. Okay. So the scent of pine, 
um, the scent of like sort of cooking smells and pine. It happens a lot this time of year um, when like Bath and Body Works makes their Christmas candles and Glade makes their Christmas candles. Like right. I will be walking down the aisle in Target and I'll pass the like Glade holiday candle display and I'll be like Santa's coming oh soon. <laughs> and you asked if I am nostalgic, I will just start crying. And not like openly weeping, but like tears will just start coming right. because and it will almost feel like, oh my god, I really miss that person. But I think what I miss is that. Like that time or that experience, or I was like, oh, that was really wonderful. And then I will just get completely emotionally overcome. Right. I'm that way too. And I feel like, and and it's, and I think it's like, it feels sad for a moment, but then I realized like it felt, one, it felt good to let it out. Totally. And two, there was the smile that came from the memory. Yeah. But the thing that gets me too, and I was talking about this with someone else recently, is the people are like, if I could just go back to the old neighborhood and it's gone. Yeah. That's totally different. That you you want it because it was an easier time, a simpler time, a better time, possibly. Mm-hmm. But it's gone. You can never. It's a chapter. That book has been closed. It's been yeah. put back on the shelf. Yeah. And it's amazing that it's there because it helped form you. But the, to it's have not, this nostalgia yeah. to chase something, or to actually from your go past, and see it and experience it, it is. It, it, it is really different. That it's, way. It feels like it's. Almost like it would be, it should be a closed casket funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, just remember it the way it was. Don't go back. Because, like, I hadn't been back to Atlanta shit, a long time. Super, like, in Atlanta proper where I grew yeah. up. So I was, uh, probably seven or eight years ago, I went back and Google Earth my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And when I Googled my address that I grew up on, I grew up in this fucking house. I was there for, for first grade to 12th grade or 11th yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't show up. And I'm like, well, this is bullshit because I know... Oh my God, was it gone? The reason my address wasn't there is because it is now the back side of a property because I lived on two and a half acres inside of Atlanta, inside the city limits of Atlanta, and we had goats. Yeah. And so they took that two and a half acres along with a couple other little spots. And and split it up. They turned it into an entire neighborhood. There's like 10 houses now. On those two acres. On those two and a half acres of land. That's crazy. And the 2145 address... It's because I remember because there was a curve, like there was mm-hmm. a straight shot and there's a really sharp curve because there was accidents on that curve all the mm-hmm. time. And so I'm like, that's where the house was. And it's the back of the, one of the properties that faces a cul-de-sac so for one of the new streets that they just created in my neighborhood. And yeah. it like crushed me. I'm like, I never want to go back to that neighborhood now. Yeah. Because it's not the same. It's really interesting. And I like going on those journeys with people. I mean, we, we lived in a bunch of different houses growing up. I don't, you know, it's really funny. I don't have... A lot of other people in my family do. I guess I'm a little bit more like my dad this way. I don't really have nostalgia for homes particularly. I'm not like, oh, that was my home where I grew up. And maybe it's because we moved around. I'm not really sure what it is. But I have nostalgia for experiences that we would go to. So, like, I think I was telling you this morning, like, the bagel shop that I went with my grandma to get bagels when I was a kid. And it's amazing that that's still there. That makes me super emotional. Um, Like, an old movie theater where I saw, you know, a movie for the first time where I was like, oh, that's where I saw E.T. And look, the old movie theater is still there. And look, it looks like that. Or we'll drive by and be like, oh, they tore down that movie theater. I used to go there and see movies. Like, that kind of nostalgia but it's also just like a function of getting older. Yeah. It's so weird. I sort of remember the time that that started happening. And I was like, oh, man, I'm only like 27 or 28. But I think you just reach this point where then 
you have that bank of memories that feel far enough behind you to kind of have that nostalgia. Right. Also, I mean, you said you're a sap. I'm just totally a sap. I cry at commercials. Oh my God, there is this, I don't even remember what company it is, but you should Google it. It's this commercial about gift giving with Elton John. I was lying in bed watching and like, sobbing tears running down my face and my girlfriend was like are you what oh my god what are you watching I was like it's commercial <laughs> I am afraid about giving <laughs> she's like it's a commercial like you are bawling your face off but it's just so sweet and these motherfuckers that made the commercial clearly they knew clearly knew they did all of the things so I was like that felt so good and also like fuck you guys yeah that shit but also i saw it in an article that was like you are going to watch this commercial and cry so right. prepare yourself that was the headline and of course i click on that because i'm like Let let's do see. that <laughs> let's have works. a good cry i want to do that but that's Ridiculous. healthy too though that's super healthy though, i really especially. like crying yeah I think it's good i'm think i super about it so but i've got a friend back in la and i will not talk about his exact profession because it may or not <laughs> we don't want to put him on blast illegal oh interesting okay um Fascinating. He, he, he works, uh, let's see, he's a distributor of um, not FDA-regulated pharmaceuticals, if you know what I mean. Gotcha, okay. Um, so he's kind of a tougher guy. He's in he, pharma. He, right, <laughs> he rides motorcycles. He's got this look. Like, he's kind of an overall, you see him, and he looks like a badass. And he yeah. will, he has no problem standing up and getting in your face. Like, he's just okay. kind of, he's a rough-and-tumble-looking and guy. Yeah. He cries over tampon commercials. I years ago we uh, went to go see someone and I was actually with my brother we came out here from yeah. LA yeah. and my brother and I are fucking around with his roommate and this person is sitting watching TV mm-hmm. and you start <laughs> and, you're and like, what the fuck God, is this and I'm walking there I'm like crying. dude are you okay and he's like this fucking movie man and he's just bawling I'm like what are you watching he's like I think it's called Forrest Gump I'm like you fucking pussy that makes me cry every single time <laughs> he before was losing he like he was crying like someone had shot his mother in front of him and we just laughed and he's like fuck you guys and he was all like brutus all of a sudden yeah it was it's like it's fine but crying it's, is so important it like cleans the pipes it's like an orgasm yeah like you probably shouldn't go a super super long time without an orgasm and you know crying functions similarly it's like an energetic release Right. That the body needs. Just be like, oh, these emotions, these feelings, good or, good or bad or good or hard, like sad, happy, whatever it is. Crying, I think, is just like a really good flushing of the it system. And if it feels it's super really sad, nice. holding it back seems stressful and yeah. not good for you. <clears throat> and then if you're super happy, like in the same thing. Or even, I mean, like I was saying earlier, there's times that I sit there and something hits a nerve and I'm like, it's kind of get me and you get the knot in the throat and the tears. And mm-hmm. then afterwards you're like, Fuck, I feel good. Yeah, it's I feel like better. A, it's like a like a spring rain that comes through and just washes That's everything. Totally, away what it's it. like for sure. And I, I think too, like it's unfortunate that crying has kind of a stigma to it. Like guys don't cry, strong people don't cry. Because I even find myself, my friends and people that are in my life know that I'm a very emotionally fluid person like i'm not like no i don't have feelings i am kind of like the most feeling and the most connected to other people's feelings um so it's not like people don't already know that but i still sometimes feel this need to be like hey so i'm just really emotional today and i probably will cry i might cry for no reason but i still feel like i kind of have to give a like hey here's here's what's going on with me or explain that because there's just this sense of like 
crying is a problem. Crying means something's wrong. Right. Or crying means you're not strong. You know, male, female, much worse for guys. But for women, too, are like, oh, my God, she's crying. Like, ah, this Hold is her. bad shit. Something's happening. And that kind of bums me out because I think it would be freeing to have just more of a space for, like, the way that laughter is awesome because you just laugh spontaneously right. and it just comes out and there's all this space for it. I think it'd be nice if there was the same kind of space for crying. I was in and didn't freak did people that. out. We would sit down and we would talk about shit that was just horribly sad. Yeah. <clears throat> just for us all to start crying. Yeah. And we did and we'd sit there and just cry and cry. Those spaces we, are great. And then we were done. And it was cool. And we'd like, all right, let's go party. Let's go do a show. Let's go do whatever. But it was like every month or so we would just be like, you know yeah. what, man, I remember that time. And it happened. It spawned from we were sitting there talking and somebody got emotional about something they tried to tough it out I'm like dude let it out come here and like I'd pop it up to him I was like come here and like held him yeah. and then all of a sudden it became this routine thing where I was like this is this is nice we have a crying circle guys yeah alright so <clears throat> it sucks but I think we're, we have to wrap this up because you gotta go yes but yes. I feel like we could talk for about seven hours I know and we started and it's like shit we did this circle and we didn't get to talk about anything but we talked I about know. everything at the same that's time that's true we talked about a lot of things and I'll come back and we'll talk about powerlifting some other time too yeah because I want to know and if I think everybody else wants to know because it's, it's interesting and I and we have stories we can share definitely um, I love you thank I you so you much too. and um, I'll Thanks let you know when we me. put this up and everybody sees it perfect alrighty bye bye